0: Okay, and welcome to our second episode of Below the Bonnet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is the V8 Sleuth podcast, isn't
0: it? V8 Sleuth, no. On the grid. Beyond the grid. Beyond the grid. Yes. I think
1: you've got all this mixed up. Tony, we'll start again. Okay. Welcome back to Rusty's Garage. <laughs> hey, this is episode two of, oh, actually, hang on, what, what, what are we called this damn thing? Bucked up. Parked up. <laughs> It's episode two of Parked Up, Tony D'Alberto, thanks for joining us once again and it just only
0: feels like a week since we did this last time. Very good maths there Grant, it is exactly a week. How have you been this week and uh, what have you been doing?
1: Well, I guess um, we're still quite literally parked up and yeah, every time you turn on the TV it's uh, more news, more information um, and and you know, mainly uh, it's not great to hear but you know, I think we're all becoming a little bit more accustomed to this, more accustomed to the social distancing and the, uh, our behaviours outside of our own home, if we do uh, leave leave home. So, yeah, right now as we talk, the government's still letting us uh, go out and do little bits and pieces. We both just went to Coles and bought some, bought some chips and bought some snacks to get us through this. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, life as we know it has certainly changed, but nothing lasts forever, so uh, it looks like everyone's doing their bits to uh, stay healthy, s- stay smart, and um, hopefully, fingers crossed, get us back on the racetrack pretty soon, which I'm sure you're pretty keen to. Oh,
0: I certainly can to get back on the racetrack, but one thing that I think is quite remarkable is how quickly everybody's adapting to this sort of new lifestyle at the moment. You know, there's a lot of people that are affected, and you know, one thing that I found interesting was last week when we recorded our podcast, we were talking about... know afl nrl playing games and does that give us a bit of confidence that we could get going soon and then by the time we actually pumped it out on the monday all that had changed again so things are changing so rapidly and at the moment i think sport to be honest is probably furthest from a lot of people's minds right now there's obviously the the uh the health of everybody that is is um you know really critical to to get on top of right now so uh, all those measures are, you know, everyone's taking the right approach to it all. But you know, going forward, whether or not the government's going to go even further with that, who knows?
1: Well, we'll have to wait and see. It uh, it just changes so much. It's a dynamic world, and um, yeah, my brain is just completely full of uh, watching politicians uh, tell us all the all the new things. But um, uh, yeah, look, it was certainly a shame that um, the sport had has completely dropped off really the only thing that survives as we talk right now is horse racing Uh, and i do a lot of uh, google alerts and um, one of the things that i follow is the australian racing group and it's full of australian racing Um, so horse racing typically is something we only get too fussed about or or come november time but um it, it is still operating so it's kind of good that one of the sports industries that we have is is still going but i guess it's probably only a matter of time uh before before that's kind of not not a thing either but um look all speculation and um we'll just uh, keep fighting the good fight i tell you the one thing that is keeps going and going and going is esports
0: there's yeah. um
1: It's absolutely uh, draining everyone's
0: internet. (laughs) It's off the Richter scale at the moment. The amount of drivers and simulator drivers, simulator drivers, should say, that are putting together their sims at the moment and getting ready to actually compete online is incredible. I actually got my sim back last night from uh, Trent Harrison and Glenn Wood. They finally gave it back to me. I had to basically uh, steal it back. So yeah, I've set that up now and uh, I'm not far away from actually getting on myself. So I need a little bit of practice before I actually go racing against these guys that are you know, driving them all the time. But looking forward to that, you know, it's, it gets me thinking about motorsport again. Uh, you get to race against your mates as well, maybe throw them off the track, settle some scores as well. So very much looking forward to that uh, very soon. So now last week, we actually spoke a lot about my career. Too much, actually. I actually fell asleep while I was listening to it. So, I thought, you know, before we actually get too serious into this podcast today, I thought, why not? Let's talk about your motorsport career, Grant, because you actually have had quite a, you know, vast career, uh, a lot of success, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, crashing and bashing as well. So we'll touch on that. But talk us through it. Like we've only got a couple of minutes to get through. I know, you know, the resume is long, but just keep it short and concise
1: okay cool well I was a happy child and uh, <laughs> grew up in a wonderful lovely family but uh, the uh, I Ball certainly grew sake. up in a in a um, in a motor racing household dad loved his car racing uh, big Ford fan and yeah, uh, big DJ fan big DJ fan and I grew up a big uh, a big Uh, Dick Johnson fan, subsequently John Bow fan, and it's kind of cool now that I get to uh, speak to those guys um, and, you know, think that I grew up with their posters on the wall and and all that sort of thing. Um, But, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to be uh, the next Mark Webber or whatever as a a young kid, but, you know, probably not really possible, but did a lot of uh, go-karting um, just at club levels and it was me and dad and and some of his mates and some of my mates as well and uh, a- absolutely had a blast and um, you know I have got absolutely zero mechanical knowledge or or uh, probably sympathy either uh, just <laughs> completely don't get it um, but I really enjoyed the racing and had a little bit of a uh, little bit of success like you
0: know Come on, talk it Not up, mate. No, 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 Look, no, as, no. as we sit here, I'll just cut you off for a second. I can see your pristine helmet painted just <laughs> sitting there prior to place, <laughs> you know ready for its, its next outing.
1: You know why it's pristine? It's because it hardly ever got used. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a monument. It's my little trophy, just a reminder of how, how close I was <laughs> to um, you know, being right at the top.
0: Now, one of my uh, memories, actually, I'm going to get straight into it. This
1: is the only reason you want to bring this up. Yeah, I needed to bring this up today.
0: Now, uh, when you were, I suppose, a bit more of a younger journo, and I was a younger race driver, we decided to do the Dutton Rally, I believe. And at the time, my uncle owned a Holden dealership, so we needed a, a car to compete in. Uh, and I, I can't exactly remember the car. I think it was like an Astra or Vectra or something like that. Mm. Do you remember? No, it was a Vectra. 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 Top, top
1: of the line as well.
0: Yeah. So she, she was pristine. So we've entered the event, and we're going through the different stages, and we're literally, I think we're only into day one at the time. We've done a couple of stages. And I've done my little pass. It was like a little um, Decker sort of uh, setup. So it was, you know... Uh, bitumen road but short sharp corners and not a lot of runoff and things like that I've set my time handed the car over to Grant and then what happened Grant
1: well obviously I was on course to beat your time I think my second sector was probably two or three tenths Definitely. up on yours <laughs> no doubt <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah went through a, a left-hander and the uh, she ran wide and it, I think it was Grass was obviously wet or slippery. Or as soon as I got on the grass, (laughs) the thing just went straight and uh, hit one of those um, traffic signal boxes, um, which uh, tore the front off that brand new Holden Vectra, which was a um, which was a real shame. And it was um, as funny as it in in retrospect, like super funny and like not. But at the time, devastating. Oh man! Uh, I remember it cost me uh, like five grand to fix it or something. Um, and your old man actually helped me, yeah. um, helped me repair it. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I think at the net, time, sorry, because... He did
1: all the repairing. I just sat there with torches while we were fixing it at night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, my uncle, I don't think uh, he quite understood what we needed the car for. And then when I had to ring him and say, look, we've crashed this car. And I think he thought it was just going to be on road, a little bump and run or something like that. But then when he saw the car, the front was pretty badly damaged, you know, to p- Put it uh, lightly, um, but I do remember the incident. I was watching on the side, and I remember you coming through the corner, and the car, like obviously carried a bit too much speed, and the car wasn't responding how you'd like. <laughs> but so to fix it, you're basically just waxing on more lock, more lock, more lock, more lock.
1: Oh, I thought that I'd, be I thought I was going to uh, recover <laughs> the situation, but uh, yeah, as soon as I got onto the grass, there was. Uh, chance no chance and um, there is actual in-car they would only just strapped a in-car camera into our car at the time and it um, it got reproduced uh, in, the, um, oh, I don't remember in that. the in the one-hour uh, highlights. highlights package <laughs> that was on speed week or whatever yep. it was on I have got a copy of the DVD yeah that I hide very very much <laughs> at the back of the cupboard and, and I'll just keep that until Uh, you know maybe like a significant birthday you know maybe um, I do turn 40 (laughs) this year but obviously there's going to be no parties this year so uh, we won't be uh, rolling it out for then maybe for my 50th or something like that
0: look I thought it was just important to have a bit more of a chat about our history Um, we've we've obviously been friends a long time and we sort of spoke about in the first episode but some of these sort of moments in time have really sort of you know strengthened our relationship not only ours but our families as well uh, to the point where I remember the car trip home and I remember being on the phone to dear your wife and telling her about this accident and she was not happy that day. <coughs> Mate, I thought the marriage was going to be over. I really did.
1: Did we actually drive the car home? Uh, oh, I can't remember. No, I think we drove it back to uh, Echuca. The dealership. The dealership, not Echuca. Sorry, where was it? No, no, no. What's the other one? The original one. Yeah, Kai Right. Well, yeah. we drove it back there, and then I think we might have driven something else. I think we left it at the dealership. Ah, right. right. Uh, yeah. Look, not not. Uh, I actually lost a lot of sleep over that. Obviously, embarrassing, but also, you know, I was on a uh, motorsport news wage at the time. Yeah, that was uh, that was challenging. It's probably the reason why I've gone grey so <laughs> so early. No,
0: no, we we're all in it together, and uh, like I said, Dad got involved as well, and we tried to you know spray paint it and fix it as, as quickly as we could and as uh, cost effective as well so they're, they're the uh, highs and lows of motorsport we were there having a great time and so quickly you can sort of uh you know turn on you it but was
1: so much fun for about 25 minutes until, <laughs> <laughs> until it was all over thank you so much for bringing this up tony
0: no problem no problem now should we get onto the show who have we got today Well,
1: Tony, we have three of the absolute best for our second episode of Parked Up. We've got Garth Tander, a pole sitter, actually, at the TCR Asia-Pacific Cup. Unfortunately, uh, qualifying was all we got to run. So we're going to have a talk to uh, Garth, and um, I know you've got a a couple of... um, a little moments uh, yeah. during your career where uh, you guys had uh, some on-track issues. So, well, we'll <laughs>
0: I don't know anybody that hasn't had an issue with Garth at some point. Uh, very much a love-hate relationship. I love him, he hates me. That's how it goes.
1: Uh, we're also going to speak to one of uh, Australia's first ever second-generation drivers, and that's Stephen Johnson. Of course, he races the True Blue-inspired XD Falcon. Uh, and he'll be competing in the eSport Cup. Also in the eSport Cup is our third guest, and that will be Mike Sinclair, the Editor-in-Chief at carsales.com.au. So looking forward to uh, grabbing these three on the phone. Let's get straight into it. You're on Parked Up. Let's give Garth Tander a call. It's Garth Tander, the TCR Asia-Pacific Cup World Champion. No one <laughs> outscored him in the, uh, at the at Albert Park. Garth, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Yeah, we're in a, uh, a very weird space at the moment, quite literally parked up, and it's a, a difficult time for all, but tell us about your coronavirus story so far. Uh,
2: much like everyone else, it's sort of all very quiet now, so um, my corona-enforced uh, holiday started uh, at the AGP after I uh, um, took home the Asia TCR Asia-Pacific Championships, I think I'm the First and only TCR champion of 2020 so far. That's right, congratulations. So, um, yes, yes, thanks. Um, so I um, only got it, only won it because Tony wasn't there. So, um, <laughs> Clearly. Uh, so yeah, look, it's, it's been a bit strange. I mean, we've actually been karting with the kids as much as we could um, until the go kart tracks were closed down. Um, and then that's it, pretty much staying at home. Um, building a house at the moment so being out to that property and, and checking on that um, but yeah really it's all very quiet at the moment which is a shame because um, you know looking like it's going to be good year racing wise but um, we need to nip this coronavirus thing in the butt so we can all uh, we'll get on with it hopefully in a few months time.
0: It's definitely uh, a strange world as Grant touched on there but Look, I just wanted to ask you about TCR at the Grand Prix. Now you took out the pole position and effectively took out the round, as we mentioned. But <laughs> would you rate that as probably one of your career highlights? You know, you've won Bathurst, you've won the championship. You know, you've cre- you've done so much in your career, but surely that TCR win at the Grand Prix was right up there.
2: Well, it was qualifying, TD, that, that, that sealed it for me, and, and um, many of the. Of the media pundits over the last few years have been quite harsh on my qualifying uh, skills over the last few years. Finally so worked it out. Seal it with qualifying was really a career highlight for sure. I
0: see you progressing, um,
2: mate. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> as I said earlier, it's a little hollow because you weren't there.
0: That is uh, very and true.
2: We were certainly your rated as, as the TCR guru in this part of the world. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look. Yeah, look. Uh, actually, to be honest. I really enjoyed the qualifying session I um, um, it was everyone sort of said oh we were sandbagging we were sandbagging in practice but we didn't run new tires in practice so um, everyone else started the weekend with new tires and we, we ran old tires and then obviously put greens on and quali when everyone else did hmm. and the car was very very good um,
0: So brand uh, new car we, as well
2: yeah the car not was not brand new it, was, um, it done about about 1500 kilometers it was actually the Audi factory car that had they'd used just for rides. So I'd never been a race car, never been raced. Mm-hmm. It was just their ride car, effectively. So I'd done about 1,500 kilometres. But you look in the thing, like when I went and saw the car, when it first came to Australia late last year, I went and had a look at the car, and it's brand new. It is brand new inside, and um, had a good look over it. It's, it's immaculate. So uh, first run that we had, we hadn't shook the car down here in Australia. It literally came off the boat and sat in the MPC workshop for a couple of months. And uh, hadn't been running Australia at all, so when we got the deal together to we run the car, it was a fancy couple of days to get organised, because yep. um, we had to get all the logger, the the, the BOP logger in the car, and, and oh, radio Come on. And you didn't have that in for the Grand Prix. Pieces. Oh no, no, we ran full boost and no light. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, it was uh, it was it was a it was a busy period to get that car ready because it wasn't C R Australia ready when we did, did the deal. So it was a couple of days we didn't actually the car didn't actually get to the track till Thursday morning of the Grand Prix. So um so yeah, look, it was um I really enjoyed the qualifying session. The car was hooked up the MPC guys did a really good job and um yeah to punch out the four three that we did. We were pretty happy with
0: now, on our previous episode, we had Michael Caruso, and we were talking about oh, he was starting on the front shorter row. Than you. Yes, even shorter than you. yes, and Italian as well. So we're yes. best friends. <laughs> yes. Uh Now he was uh, basically sledging you. He was he yeah, was saying that surprised. he qualified in the front row, but you were going to absolutely destroy the start, and he was going to be leading into turn one. Have you got any sort of comeback to Michael? Oh.
2: Uh, do you really? I mean, he's living his wet dream at the moment. He's a, a small little Italian driving an Alfa. Um, he's he's just you know he eats pasta for lunch. Um, he's got the Italian flag on his helmet, and uh, he gets a little carried away. <laughs> he gets a little carried away. He
0: does get um, excited. He does. He does have an incredible
2: um, um, character here of himself, and. Um, <laughs> I asked him, I actually asked him on Thursday night, after qualifying, we were both about to leave at the Grand Prix, and I said, so, you've done any starts in this thing yet? He goes, yeah, I've done two. I said, well, are they any good? He goes, well, I don't know, there's no one around me. So, um, so, um, I don't think he was going to beat me to the start to the first corner. he was very confident. He was super confident. confident. He has to make up for his lack of height with confidence. (laughs) And, um, And he was very, very confident. But we did actually have a bit of a pact. We did actually have a bit of a grown-up conversation and say, look, let's just get through the first couple of corners and uh, and whoever gets to the first corner first, let's just fall in line. We'll punch out the first half a lap as quickly as we can and then stretch the field and then we'll argue about it later. So let's be real. Let's be real. As soon as that
0: green light goes or red light goes out, all that stuff stuff is out. Yeah. (laughs) Especially with you, I know that.
2: We did try and have a grown-up conversation. I had to stand Michael on on a spare (laughs) tyre so we could talk eye to eye. Um, But, yeah, yeah. we have a bit of fun. We have a bit of fun with each other. I'm looking forward to renewing that rivalry when we get going.
0: Yeah, we all are. Um, Obviously, we're in this holding period at the moment. Fingers crossed we can get going uh, in the next few months. But is the plan to do the whole championship? Uh, I know you sort of mentioned that it was a late deal to do the Grand Prix, but uh, full intention to, to do all the rounds?
2: Uh, the intention is to do all the rounds. We're still a bit short budget-wise mm. to finish the year, but um, we were we were intending we were intending to do all of the rounds, and then it was a very last-minute decision to do the Grand Prixs where we Carferrals came on board. So, we, yeah, look, it, everything's going to be different now. Obviously, the economy's changed. Mm. Uh, everyone's going to be in a different scenario. You know, it's almost like we'll have to be talking. You know, pre-Coronavirus and post-Coronavirus, as far as what's going on, budgets and all the rest of it. So, um, at the moment, everyone's in lockdown. No one knows where, really where they stand. Mm. Um, but the intention at the start of the year was to do the full championship. So, um, yeah, look, that would be uh, still the plan. Is to is to when the championship fires up again, is to is to pick up where we left off yeah. and, and get going as soon as we can. So. Um, yeah, look, it was it was looking like it was going to be a bit of a busy year. I was looking like it was going to be TCR, um, maybe a bit of GT in Australia here, and then obviously the V8 Enduros as well. So um yeah, it was looking like it was going to be a busy year, but we'll have to reassess all that once everyone reestablishes what the calendars look like, and um, and then uh, we'll pick and choose what races we can do. But hopefully, all the TCR Championship races for sure.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I'm actually not that excited to hear that, to be honest, but. Anyway, why that? Because well, well, we've got a, quite a fierce relationship uh, on track. Um, we're best friends off track, of course, but uh, oh, yeah. as soon yeah. as you put that helmet on, no good.
1: Have you guys ever sad. had any uh, any little on track misdemeanors? Tell us about a couple of them.
0: Definitely have, yes.
2: Oh, yeah. Tony has the same problem as Peru.
0: <laughs> we've had quite a few run ins, actually. <laughs> we have. <laughs> we have. Um, lonely,
2: it was mainly when, when I was at Walkershaws and Tony was running a customer Walkershaw <laughs> program, we seemed to crash into each other quite a lot then for some reason, I'm not sure why
0: I remember one time actually just that pops to mind at Winton qualifying, um, I held you up, uh, you're on a hot lap and I think I purposely held you up actually and <laughs> <you> <laughs> it wrecked your lap and you made it quite clear that you weren't happy about it by slotting in behind me and Pretty much ramming. Oh no, you jumped in front of me and then jumped on the brakes to brake test me. And, uh, Did I? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't remember that, right. but I can't
2: believe that I would actually do that. I don't
0: think so. It was you were some choice on words. A hot lap as
2: well, to be honest, you were probably on a hot lap as well, and going as fast as you could, and that was you just doing no, your no, best to hang on. No,
0: no. That was actually a good round for us. We actually we were on the front row that round, so the car was well and truly hooked up. Uh, <laughs> well,
2: maybe I did get behind. Maybe I did get behind you and push you, and that's why you ended up on the front
0: right. <laughs> See what I mean, Grant? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, one last question from me: How are you keeping yourself fit and healthy? And are you going to get into some of this sim stuff? Uh, have you got your bike set up? Are you doing running? You know what what sort of training you're doing uh, in anticipation of going racing soon?
2: Mate, I'm over forty. I don't train. So <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, certainly, doing a lot of running at the moment, as much running as, as I can while we can still get outside. So, a lot of running, and that's about it at the moment. I'm probably get into the sim stuff because there's not much else you can do driving-wise to keep the hand-eye coordination up. So, do you looking have a sim? at getting. In, I don't have a sim. No, no, no. I gave. I had a sim years ago, but I gave it away. So. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't have a sim. So I'm looking at getting into that. It's... NPC have got an awesome sim that they use. So have been using that a little bit, used that a lot before the Grand Prix, which helped. So, yeah, uh, probably do a bit of that. Uh, I've got to uh, do a, a, doing a fair bit of running. We live not far from out in the Yarra Ranges. We live not far from the Wilburton Trail, so we go out and do a lot of running out there. And that's, that's about it. Really just sit around and, um, and watch the grass grow. So, um, yeah, there's not much else going on.
1: Yeah, there isn't uh, too much else to do at this point. Just uh, stay sane and uh, and and keep mm. it real. Look, we want uh, we want to see you you back out on track. We want to see uh, this um, this rivalry uh, rekindled between uh, yourself and Tony.
2: Uh, oh, I feel like we can really turn this in, into like a scope versus Engel type <laughs> um, scenario. I'm really looking forward to the, the day where I tip Tony off the track and he ends up. Oh, and don't do to, that. The, uh, I haven't got any budget tries either. tries throw his helmet at me and I can swerve at him on the racetrack and we can all get $100,000 fines and get pulled off and <laughs> those sorts of things. So I'm really looking forward to that day. I think we, this is something <laughs> we can really, really build. Maybe <laughs> we'll start with it online. Are you doing the online sim thing, TD?
0: I'm going to do a little bit, but like you, I didn't really have a sim, so I've mm. uh, just got... So you're, you're rapidly
2: on the phone at the moment calling yes. every manufacturer saying, hey, look, let's do a deal. I'll okay. stick to get on my well, phone. I had a SIM you know back. St- I gave it away to a friend of mine. You know the whole thing doesn't work in the virtual world. You know about that from
0: a commercial point of view. <laughs> uh, so I've just got my SIM back, but I'm, uh, I'm just setting it back up again. So,
2: so you're hooking your Commodore 64 up to it? Yes, pretty, it pretty much.
0: Down. Pretty much. So I'm very much a rookie. Interestingly, we. <laughs> Uh, we've spoken to quite a few people about this. and the younger generation, they've all got these amazing setups and uh, some of the uh, more experienced, I'll say experienced drivers. You could say older. <laughs> um, have never sort of used the sim so much. Um, but it's interesting now, like the, the technology and the computers are going, uh, they're so good that it, the simulation is so realistic. So yeah, you can actually get it quite a bit. Well, it was always, out,
2: but... I think when they started back when we were, you know young and, and sims first sort of came out the software wasn't very good it was actually the mm. software that was holding it back the hardware was pretty good well now the hardware's come along a lot but the software now is so realistic it's so immersive now i know when i drive the mpc one you become so immersed in it that it, you're driving it identical to the how you drive the race car mm. and I, I get out of the mpc one and i'm sweating like yes. it's, you, you're just so immersed into it. And, um, yeah look i think they have come a long way and and the reason all the young ones have them and, and us older ones don't is because they don't have kids or, that is very true. or responsibilities. We have to be responsible. Very We're true. We're lose eight hours a day on the sim while the kids are running right by themselves.
0: Exactly. It's like when they say, oh, let's get on at 6 o'clock at night. It's like, mate, i got no chance with two kids. No <laughs> chance. Maybe 9 o'clock.
1: Well, GT, I know you haven't locked uh, locked in a spot yet for the Car Sales ARG eSport Cup, but uh, there'll certainly be a spot available if um, if the sim does uh, does land in your uh, in, in
2: your lounge room. I'll, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to do it. It'll end up very much like my Grand Prix deal, but be very much a last-minute deal, and we'll rock in late and hopefully steal the thunder from the <laughs>
1: Well, we look forward to it. Um, All the best to yourself and your family uh, during these difficult times. But, um, you know, not too long until we get back out on the racetrack. Uh, GT, thanks for joining us on Parked Up.
2: Cheers, guys. Stay safe. Thank you, bud.
1: Great to have Garth Tander on the line. And for me, Tony, he is one of the top five Australian motorsport drivers we have ever seen. Did you say
0: that I'm in the top five? I'd say you're
1: close.
0: You're in my <laughs> top, top five
1: hundred. <laughs> you're in my top five. But Garth is a racer's racer.
0: Yeah, he's one of those guys that even if he doesn't qualify that strong, and he mentioned in the chat there that you know maybe qualifying hasn't been his strength over the last few years, and he uh, gets uh, slagged about it a little bit in the media. But even if he qualifies tenth, you know that he's going to come through. Uh, particularly, his opening laps are really strong. Cold tires. He sticks it in gaps that probably most people wouldn't dare. But you know when Garth Tanner's behind you, and if he's got a sniff of a uh, position, he's going to put up the inside. And you've, you've either got to uh, you know, give him room or there's going to be contact made. And that's sort of, uh, I wouldn't say he's a Russell Engel enforcer type, but uh, he's very assertive uh, when he's making passes. So, very strong racer. Um, it's great. It was great to catch up with him, see what he's doing during this time. It Doesn't sound like you know too much. I mean, he's he's building a new house, which is quite exciting for himself and Leanne. Um, but you know, besides that, he's doing the right thing and he's abiding by what the government regulations are, and um, or you know, um, advising um, to stay away from people and do the right thing during this period. Well, Garth
1: uh, bounded onto our touring car scenes late in the '90s. Uh, Just a few years before him was this uh, young bloke who had a very familiar surname. It was uh, Johnson, and this one's first name was Stephen. What a lineup! We've decided to grab him for a chat. Let's go. And on the phone now, we have our close and personal friend, Stephen Johnson. Stephen, thank you very much for joining us on Parked Up.
3: You're welcome, fellas. No problem. It's probably a very fitting uh, name at the moment, Parked Up.
1: That is uh, the genius that we are right here. We used all of our brain cells, put them all together, and uh, that's what we came up with. And a a real shame that we are parked up, no racing, and that beautiful XD Falcon that you poured so much uh, blood, sweat, and tears into over the past 12 months to get going is unfortunately um, just not seeing racetracks at the moment. Tell us what your coronavirus story is like and uh, the frustrations of um, being parked up.
3: Yeah, well, it's, um, obviously it's frustrating and, and it's different for everybody. You know, you speak to a lot of people and, uh, you know, almost no two stories are the same with how it's affecting everybody. But, um, you know, we would have loved to have been doing stuff. We would have been loved to have racing at, at Sydney Moswell Park and, um, and getting that, uh, that XD Falcon out again. But, um, uh, you know, the frustrating thing is we've done a fair bit of work to it since Adelaide, um but we can't even try it or test it because we can't even go to any race tracks at the moment. So um, one of those things that we've just got to, you know, obviously isolate ourselves and and do everything that we all possibly can. And if we do that, you know, this will be over quicker than we know it. So we're doing the same thing Um, at the moment. I'm sure in the next week or two, my my garden and my yard are going to be looking the best that they've ever looked. So uh, <laughs> um, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see and uh, and see what transpires over the next couple of weeks.
0: Now we want to we want to talk about a few things today, and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, but talk us through the build process of the XD. I mean, we don't have all night to to talk about it, unfortunately, but. <laughs> There was a huge amount of work that went into it not only from yourself but you know your dad and all the partners all sponsors crew there was a, a massive amount of work that went into it for a long time so just you know tell the, the listeners a, a little bit about that process
3: you know it was one of those things that i sat down with the previous owner from touring car masters tony hunter and and yes at that stage we were having really good success in the mustang yeah. and doing well and that was a couple of years ago now and then We decided that we wanted to obviously build some sort of an iconic car, obviously related to to the family, um, which would be fantastic for us as a bit of a throwback to all the fans, but also really help bolster um, the Touring Car Masters category. Um, We know how popular it is anyway, but to be able to do something like this that people can look forward to would be... um, something that we we were really keen to do so so tony and that's where it got to the point where tony ended up homologating the xd falcon and obviously now the vb commodore um to bring into the category i don't think you're going to see too many cars after these for a long time be able to be homologated to race in tcm so it's quite an iconic thing uh for us to then be able to find a car uh was donated to us by a guy that uh was what was a fan and following us on facebook so we didn't even pay for the car, which was fantastic because obviously uh, to find an XD Falcon with with no rust and in reasonable mm. shape is is bloody hard to find at the moment. So, um, you know, there was a lot around, but, um, but none in really good nick. And this one was. So by the time we got the car and it was actually delivered to Sydney Motorsport Park uh, back at the start of, I believe it was even the... 2017 season um, I think I actually remember that to test. be honest.
0: Yeah, I was at, at yeah, the pre-season yeah. test with uh, DJ yep. Team Pensky and I remember them this body shell was just sitting outside of the truck.
3: Yeah so it was either that or it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2017 season and it sat around uh, after we pulled it apart and it was sitting there because it was coming home from where it got acid dipped back to bare metal and then after that we basically spent over 12 months in de- in the design phase so the car just sat idle with nothing on it for 12 months and then uh at the start of the basically the 2019 season um it it uh started to then become apparent that we could you know do some cutting and and building and and getting the chassis to where it needed to be and designing and building the parts and all that sort of stuff so yeah it was a very very long process it was you know we're very proud to be able to have you know Obviously, the three generations of Johnson's working on it. You know, young Mm. Jet, my son was in there doing a bit of stuff, more so getting in the way, but he was there anyway. (laughs) Um, uh, Having myself there, obviously doing a lot of hours on it. I mean, just in the last two weeks, two and a half weeks of the build before Adelaide, myself personally, I did 490 hours at the the workshop. So
0: it translated
3: out to be about 14, 15 hours a day, every day, two and a half weeks, just to be able to get it finished. Um, Dad was there a lot. Uh, Nick, um, our my only employee, was there a lot, obviously, and as many hours as me, if not more. But also, you know, Dad's brother David, or Dino, yeah. as he's known as, um, who worked on the 81 car back in the day. He was there a lot, helping us as well. So it was just a really, really cool thing to be able to do together, and, and a massively proud moment when we got it on the track at, uh, at Adelaide.
0: Yeah, and. Everybody from the outside was really curious to see how the car would go. Obviously, you've won the championship quite a few times now and been so dominant in the Mustang. But then to build a car from scratch, um, you're always going to have niggly little problems. And you did do a couple of laps at Lakeside just before Adelaide. What did you find out about the car when you put it on the track for the first time?
3: Well, we found it it was because it's such a different car in the rules for touring car masters you're allowed to change certain things like um the steering mechanism stuff so if the car came out like the xd did came out with a steering box we could upgrade that to a steering rack pretty much very similar to what you know you guys run in the supercars now um also you know everything else is done really Fine-tune, I guess you'd call it. You yeah. know, a lot of yeah. suspension components and things. Um, comparing that to the Mustang, the Mustang's still got a very uh, huge amount of standard parts. So, it's still got a steering box. It's still got idler arms and pitman arms and all the original sort of, um, I guess, joints and, and arms that come on the road car, which are just basically slightly beefed up with with bracing to make them stronger for for the race car so um, you know I could turn that wheel probably 10 or 15 degrees each way and the car wouldn't actually move you know <laughs> what I mean so it's, it's like an old car where it had a massive amount of slop in the steering box and it had a huge throw it felt like a it felt like a, a Mac truck when you're changing gears um, but uh, the the XD, it it's it feels like it's more like a supercar so yep. every little input if i turn the wheel a little bit it's very direct the gearshift's nice and close nice and close together the pedal box is the same as what you got in a supercar so the brake pedal you don't have to pump the thing up 10 times to have a brake pedal so you know it, it's it's good in that regard but it's bringing its own challenges now too whereas every little setup that we do on the car is not quite Uh, If it's not quite right, you feel it. Whereas the Mustang, it had that much flex in it and everything else. It didn't really matter what you did. It was good no matter what you put in it.
1: Well, we can't wait to see the uh, development and the progress of the XD as the Golf Western Oil Touring Car Masters gets back underway. Uh, It can't come soon enough for everyone's uh, sanity. In the meantime, though, we have uh, this little thing called uh, e-racing, which is taking over our world due to the uh, situation that the globe faces. And you've agreed to, uh, to join in, which is amazing. Even better that uh, your son, Jet, is uh, going to share that ride with you in the all-blue Audi, as it'll be for the TCR races and the Formula 3 races. Um, I guess uh, family pride on the line first. Who's going to be faster, yourself or the kid?
3: <laughs> well it's yeah, it's it's one of those things and I'm gonna have to maybe um put him in lockdown into his bedroom at, at an early hour and do some uh do some little sneaky testing myself, uh, from eight till midnight or, or thereabouts and um making sure that I've still got the upper hand. So he's been doing a bit of practice. He's he's been in the T C R car up at Bathurst doing some laps and uh, You know, from what I understand, he's doing some reasonably good laps. So we're going to have a shootout, uh, you know, very soon ourselves, just to try to push ourselves along. And um, last time we got on a sim, which was only not long, only a week ago, in a friend's place, uh, I still had the upper hand. So Mm. let's see if I can. um, But he's got the upper hand on practicing on this uh, uh, new platform with the the TCR Audi that he's been driving at the moment. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. And uh hopefully to be continued this discussion later and hopefully it's in my favor
0: <laughs> i reckon the uh kids have got an upper hand though because they spend so much time on this sort of stuff and i know personally i haven't done a lot of it growing up and now to get involved we just don't learn as quick as the young fellas do so i reckon some of these uh you know, the young kids like jet uh that are that love it they're involved in it they just pick it up that yep. little bit quicker than what we do
3: Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's absolutely right. And I think that, you know, I think for him it's been a really good tool because moving from go-karts and moving to, like, the Hyundai Excel that he's racing at the moment, he learnt a lot of what to do with regard to braking and heel-towing and revving with one foot while it's on the brake and clutch at the same time on the simulator. So it was a huge tool for him to be able to learn how to get into that car and, and understand it quicker. But you're right, like, they really learn a lot quicker. They can muck around with the settings a lot more. You know, he mucks around with the feedback settings and say, this feels better. This feels... He's even been mucking around with the feedback settings, making the uh, the TCR car feedback feel like his Hyundai. So... Um, and he was faster than me in his Hyundai and the Enduro last year. So uh, let's hope that it's not the same... And we jump on the simulator a bit later. Well, I think
1: the best bit about uh, your entry is that you won't actually have to uh, compete against him. Uh, you'll be uh, sharing that ride. But um, yes. uh, maybe if uh, if this lasts long enough, there might be two simulators inside the uh, inside the Johnson household. Just uh, just quickly before we let you go, tell us about the the sim setup you've got. Is it the latest and greatest, or or is it something you've uh, pulled out of the back shed and, and dusted off? <laughs>
3: No, it's it's pretty much. I think it's it's definitely not the latest and greatest. With some of the ones that you see, like Scotty McLaughlin's one, and uh, even even a friend of mine down in Melbourne that's had. We were just down there recently before all this uh, lockdowns have been coming. Yeah, you know, very cool setups, triple screens, all that, and that. I've got one screen. I reckon it's about about the size of my laptop. Uh, so. If uh, anyone's beside me going into a corner, <laughs> TD included, better watch out because I can't see you. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so yeah, I've got a, I've got a reasonably good steering wheel. Uh, it's not the latest, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not totally average. So, um, yeah, but the, the good thing is that, um, you know, I can, I can pretend that I've got some old Logitech G 15 wheel and, and which is strapped onto my kitchen table with a monitor on it. And, uh, uh, pretend that um, I can't see anybody And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be quite good to be able to race against you guys Because I think um, I think guys I like, you know, Will Brown I know really well Good bloke I'm really looking forward to putting him in the fence And also, uh, I'm also looking forward to I've never raced against James Golding But yeah. that haircut has really annoyed me So I'm really looking forward to fencing him as well
0: <laughs> You've heard it first here
1: Settling some fashion scores, I love it. Well, Stevie J, thank you so much for uh, joining us on Parked Up, mate. We want to uh, see you out back on the track for real, but uh, in the meantime, we'll um, look forward to seeing you next Thursday in the very first Car Sales ARG Esport Cup. Enjoy, uh, enjoy isolation, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah,
3: thanks, guys. Thanks for having me
1: on. Thanks, buddy. Great to grab Stevie J for a chat unbelievable to have that true blue XD Falcon back on the tracks made so famous by his father and I was um, fortunate enough to be in Adelaide for the first round of TCM and the amount of people that were hanging around that race car Tony was uh, excellent you know just to see the um, the emotion again from from all of the fans new and old pouring over the car it's definitely going to be popular in 2020 and beyond
0: Oh, for sure. We saw a huge turnout at Lakeside for the first sort of shakedown for the car. And this car's been a couple of years in the making. Um, And as Stevie said, you know, the amount of hours that himself, you know, personally, you know, DJ uh, and the family have put into trying to get this car on track, it's been a a huge effort. So to see it racing around Adelaide, and yeah, he probably didn't quite get the results that they were looking for, but it is a brand new car. And just, you know, listening to the feedback the car's giving the steering pedals all that sort of stuff that's going to be a fast race car when they can get it sorted so looking forward to seeing how he progresses once we go um post coronavirus obviously uh and also great to have here uh stevie and jet on the in the e series as well so i'm really interested to see who's gonna to go faster and who's gonna be the quicker johnson my uh, i'm putting the, my money on jet though
1: I reckon we should get Dick into one of them as well.
0: <laughs> no, I think anytime you put a steering wheel in front of Dick, he's happy, uh, happy to oblige. We we actually, I, I saw him get in the the Mustang um, last year at Adelaide, and it was like so hot, and you know he really didn't have to do it, but he was like in the car before he needed to be. He had a smile from ear to ear, and you could see because he had an open face helmet, um, and you know as soon as the pit limiter came off at the end of pit lane, he was straight into it like he never left, honestly. Like, okay, he wasn't going full noise and really attacking, but you could see, you know, he still had that flow and rhythm about his driving and he knew exactly what to do.
1: All right, let's get on to our final guest for the day. It's editor-in-chief at carsales.com.au, Mike Sinclair. Tony, you press the buttons. Let's give him a call. And on the line now we have editor in chief at carsales.com.au. It's Mike Sinclair. Mike, thanks for joining us on Parked Up. Good guys. It's a weird time in in everyone's world, and I guess you're uh, living living through it as well. With a lot of staff um, that you uh, that you're in control of as the editor in chief at at Car Sales, tell us your coronavirus story. How it's affected uh, your business and and how you see things moving forward.
4: Sure, yeah, thanks. It's Look, it's, it is an interesting time. We've we've basically had... Part of our team has always operated remotely, um, but obviously the lion's share of it has been in our Melbourne headquarters. And so what we've done the last week or so is um, move people to um, remote locations, obviously working from home. I'm actually working from my back shed, um, which is a pretty nice shed, I must admit. And I might even go back to the office. So, um, <laughs> But it's, uh, it's pretty good. Obviously, the automotive space um, outside of the, the racing world is um, going through some challenges at the moment. You know, lots of globally, lots of production um, has been curtailed. More locally, obviously, you've got dealers trying to work out um, what they're doing and how they're going to sell cars and OEMs, for instance, working out how they're going to launch new cars. So we're in constant discussion with a bunch of those different sorts of stakeholders. Um, it's been an interesting week, been a challenging week in some ways. But it's pretty much, in a lot of ways, it's business as usual for us because as a digital business, so much of our content so much of our contact with people is is literally via phone lines or over the web. So we're still you know, breaking news and publishing news. Um, we're obviously still doing a lot of um, consumer advice and those sorts of things. And um, to some extent still, while everybody's mobile we're, still testing cars but um but probably making sure that we um we create content in a different way obviously we can't have large um, groups of people together so big and those sorts of things aren't happening but there is some other stuff happening
1: and obviously none of those major luxurious over-the-top car launches uh over in milan or uh, any of those exotic uh, places that you usually (laughs) find yourself at various times of the year
4: yeah, look, the, the car launches pretty much pretty much since um, the start of March when we saw the um, Geneva show cancelled. It's pretty much been an unwinding of, of international car launches since then. So some of, um, some of the uh, ones that are booked out further into later in the year probably are still in the calendar, but it wouldn't surprise me if lots of those um, move away. What's been interesting is that... Um, For instance, with the um, Geneva Motor Show in early March, what happened was a bunch of brands then did essentially their own virtual uh, online motor show. So I think there's going to be some long term changes out of um, the coronavirus in in terms of how manufacturers launch cars, how manufacturers uh, treat motor shows and indeed whether they go to motor shows. So um, it's not all negatives. There's going to be some interesting um, uh, positives and some interesting progress that comes out through all these.
1: I'm certainly no expert in the uh, in the car world, but I just think about how the dealers will will really struggle during this period. Like uh, you know, we're we're being told to stay at home, so that means don't go into a dealership. Um, but forget the health side of it, the economic side of it. You know, people in the new and used car market—it must be a really, really uh, hard space at the moment.
4: Look, there's no doubt they're doing it tough. Um, I mean, we've, as a company, we've done some things which I'm very proud of. Some of the moves we've done—we we actually have told all dealers across Australia, not just across cars, but across all our verticals—that we will not charge them in April. Um, which is, you know, our bit to try and keep everything ticking away. What's been interesting is we're constantly. Um, surveying consumers, and there is still a desire out there to buy cars, and there's still a desire to research research cars. What some of the clever dealers are doing, and what we're encouraging, we're trying to supply information to dealers on this basis. Is they're doing things like going, All right here is our here is our procedure for disinfecting cars. Here's our procedure for how we would like to deal with you. Here's the opportunity for us to bring a test car to you to drive at home. Um, here's our opportunity for us to come and evaluate your trading at home. So there are quick movers and um, people who are adjusting their business model very quickly to, to, to make sure that they can make the most of the opportunities that are in front of them and kudos for doing that.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic that to see the changes and how quickly everybody's reacting to this and we're going about business a little bit different these days but Just to shift our focus a little bit, Mike, I just want to talk about, obviously you had a couple of laps in my Honda recently. Let's talk about some good times. Talk us through that. Yeah, yeah, it was good Um, fun. What you thought of the car and and did it live up to expectations? I know you have, you had driven the Audi before, but to drive the Honda in a bit of anger, uh, not probably enough, enough laps, but did you enjoy it? And would you come back for more?
4: Look, I did enjoy it. um, Tony, it's, it's, I think what we tried to set out in that day was just to contrast it for people between what a road car is and what a TCR car is. Because I think a lot of the people out there think, well, they're really just a road car with some numbers and a set of flicks on them. Well, they're, they're very far from that. They, I, I sort of talked to people about them when i described it as they're like a like a front-wheel drive GT3 car. So they look yep. very much like the donor car, like an R8 looks like an R8 LMS. But they are very very different in terms of how they handle and how they're engineered um they are proper racing cars they just happen to have the um, the wheels that power them at the front end
0: that's very true i get asked the same thing how would i describe them and often i think you know you think about a production car and think about the type r for instance uh, and just put a roll cage in it and away you go but i say the same thing it's halfway between a production car and a gt three car it's got that real race car feel you can tune them just as much as a GD3 as well. So they're very quick little cars, but that front-wheel drive is the tricky bit. And on our previous episode, we spoke to Michael Crusoe about his first uh, opportunity to drive the TCR car and how difficult that was to adapt um, to a front-wheel drive car. Now you've had quite a bit of experience, uh, especially in the XL series. Um, and talk us through, you know, is it you know, vastly different from like a, an XL and how that the characteristics Sure, they're different race cars, but is Look, the it, same sort of vibe there?
4: Yeah, um, I think that thing where you talk about the difference between a production car and a pure race car is absolutely true when you compare, say, uh, an X, you know, an XL Cup car, even a really well fettled one, with, with a TCR car. The TCR car um, is closer in terms of other things I've raced. I raced one of those, um, um little Fiat. Um, Cup cars at um, at Bathurst years ago in the in the twelve hour, yep. and and that had very much the same feel, even more aggressively front wheel drive than and a TCR, obviously really short wheelbase, um, and and very very tricky handling on the limit. The the or on on my limit, not on yours, T D, but anyway, <laughs> um the um the the TCR car is a much more or much better behaved car than the than the 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 so of course, Fiat's were, mm. but um, it's different in a, in a different uh, world in terms of how quick it is and the, the ability to hold corner speed because that's slightly longer wheelbase and those sorts of things. So it's, it is all about corner speed. It's, mm. it, would, it takes a hell of a lot more than three or four laps to get to know how to drive the car. But, but straight away, you can understand what you guys go through in, in a race in terms of trying to get tyre temp very quickly, um, and then trying to absolutely maximise your lap times. One of the things I thought was interesting, I I've sort of, I've actually been doing a little bit of sim time this week, just getting ready for the, that. for the, um, for the Car Sales IRG Sports Cup, which I'm very, I, I'm sure I'll have a prominent role in, particularly in the reverse grid races. <laughs> um, but um, the, um, the, the thing about that is, and, and the, the sim modelling is pretty good. There is, is how, how um, uh, patient you have to be. To before to let the car get turned, and how that is—that's a, a very um, different discipline, even from production front-wheel drive cars. You know, making sure that you've got that um, car, allowing the car to turn, allowing the, the car to, to pivot on on the front wheels, and 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 really not worry too much to a point of, of is how going. far that back's going to go
0: around to get you turned. Yeah, I completely agree. And, I mean, last year it took me a long time to become comfortable with it, but I really wish on that day that you actually drove the car. The rear tyres te- had a bit of temp in when you first jumped in because you sort of go through a point at the start where there's not a lot of grip and they're very very angry and they want to bite you. And then once the tyres warm up in the rear, they're a completely different car. So giving you the chance to actually drive the car in full anger I think you might have a slightly different perception of it.
1: So what Tony really wanted to, to see on the day was to see you get to turn three and spin the car around. <laughs> well, well,
4: he did, but I managed not to do that, although with the in-car, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, how do I not spend a fair bit of time? I can see why guys who haven't spent a lot of time in fast front-wheel drive cars, get in trouble because when mm. I mean, the the throttle is your friend as soon as things start to go pear shaped which is absolutely the opposite of what absolutely. your sort of natural instincts are to yep. do but um, the, um, the the fact that and this goes back what where I learned that is years ago I was lucky enough to go to a thing um, with Renault in France where we we actually went and did some stuff with um, with uh, Renault front drive race cup cars and at one stage they put us on a big skid pan and and Literally, the instructor would sit in the right seat because they were left-hand drive, mm. and halfway through the skid pan, he would pull on the handbrake and get you past, essentially past 90 degrees, yep. and then instruct you to stick the stick the boot into it, and you could drive out of it. Yep. And so, it it's it just goes against every bone in your body to do it. But when you do it, and once you've done it a couple of times, you go, okay, well that's what I need to do. And um, and whilst I can't guarantee I, I do that every time it happens on a racetrack. You certainly learn it pretty quick. And, and it holds in good stead for the first couple of laps with with, a, with the TCR car and just trying to get some temp in the back tyres.
0: It's just not natural, though. I, I keep telling myself the same thing. I remember I got, I got half turned around at Tail and Bend last year, and I remember talking to myself saying, get on the gas, get on the gas, and I, I pulled myself out of a spin as well. And it worked beautifully, but to think of that, Like, at a split second, it's just not natural right now. And I think if you've driven those cars all your life, yeah, no worries. You just get on the gas and drive yourself out of it. But my instant reaction is to correct it, get off the gas, and try and recover the car. So, very foreign. Uh, But, look, we're talking uh, about race cars and, you know, the the enjoyment that we get from going racing – And as you mentioned before, you were doing a little bit of sim work early in the week, which I did uh, check out on uh, social media. Uh, So getting yourself ready for the AIG eSport Cup. uh, Are you looking forward to that? And how handy are you on a simulator?
4: Uh, I think I'm like with most people who've driven cars all their lives rather than driven computers, and and I'm terrible on a simulator. But (laughs) but the... but working with was working with the guys on uh, at Motum Simulation and their sims, um, they've done a huge amount of work on it. I think they're right at the pointy end of proper, you know, afford. When I say affordable, they're still massively expensive. But mm. non non F1 type sims, and the with VR goggles and uh, movement of those things, they're quite natural, and you can sort of suspend disbelief and, and get your head around it. The thing I find hardest is slow speed corners. I find it really hard to judge where you break and how you do it um, I have no doubts that I will be the slowest of the field but I'll enjoy it and I'll watch all of you guys doing it at the point end. but it's um, it's just one of those things I mean you know in, in the current environment if we want to go racing this is how we're going to have to do it and if we want to watch racing it's how we're going to have to do it as well and I think we just published a story um, recently with, with sort of a, a rundown of some of the esports that's being, that are being rolled out and NASCAR have just done the first round, um, and unicar's coming up. Um, but the NASCAR first round, they got a, you know, they got a viewership of almost a million people. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it, for the time being, it's going to be what we have to get our jollies out of.
1: And, uh, yeah, look, we, we really can't wait for it, of course. The Car Sales ARG E Cup will be held on the first one on April 2. That's uh, Thursday, about 8 p.m., uh, on the TCR Australia uh, Facebook channels and uh, YouTube channels and and they'll it'll be available on a, a raft of other um, uh, platforms and and shared across uh, many networks and look I, and I, I, I really hope that we get a lot of uh, people tuning in to see some of the stars that we regularly see regularly see on the on the Saturday and Sundays at uh, racetracks and see what they can uh, what they can do on the Sims and and uh, make no pressure at all. But Matt Braid from ARG will be watching and will be weighing up whether he offers a um, a wildcard media entry in a, a real TCR Australia event um, uh, based on uh, based on your performances. No pressure.
4: Well, I thought I thought you'd be saying that Matt Braid was getting on the grid as well, and I thought well that'll be my first target. But... <laughs>
1: there seems to be a few scores that are going to be uh, settled <laughs> in this one, I think.
4: Well, I think, look, it's it, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think the first one will probably be you know there'll be a lot of people having a lot of fun, and then you watch them, they're races. those guys are all races. it'll'll it'll, as soon as there starts to be some some um, uh, thought processes start going in their head and of going, let's go Biff and barge, they will get serious and they will start racing.
1: Well, we can't wait for it. Um, fifty um, virtual cars trying to pile into, Hell corner, I can see it being absolute smooth sailing, no dramas at all. There won't there won't be one car with the wheels pointing up. I have uh, I have uh, no doubt at all. Everyone will be super sensible. Of
4: course, as they always are.
1: Mike Sinclair, I think, f- um, sorry mate, you go.
4: I was going to say I think it's um if uh, it's it'll be a virtual version of what the XL Cup is every time we go out racing. You know, sixty two cars trying to fit into two corners, and, and, and it'll be a lot of fun. The panel damage will
1: be cheaper for me, though. Mike Zinkler from Car Sales, thank you so much for joining us on Parked Up, mate. We can't wait to get real race cars out there, but uh, we appreciate your support of the TCR Australia Series uh, and, in the meantime, the uh, Car Sales ARG eSport Cup as well.
4: Cheers. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, that was quite insightful listening to Mike's story there. And great to have him on our eSport Cup as well. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to turn out. Uh, We had some fantastic guests on today's show with Garth and Stevie J as well. Before our next episode, though, we're going to get into some of this online racing as well. So make sure you you do tune in. Um, It's going to be really quite interesting to see how these drivers stack up. We know how they go on the track, uh, but let's see how they go online as well. Now, in between time, please let us know who you want us to chat to. Uh, We're open to all the suggestions and who you want to hear from. We want to make this as interactive as possible. So get on and follow us on the Facebook site uh, and uh, put a mention in there of who you'd like to actually listen to. Thanks for today's episode, Grant.
1: Thank you. We'll see you. uh, You'll be sitting next to me uh, with a 1.5 metre gap, of course, (laughs) uh, for the... Opening round of the Car Sales ARG Esport Cup that is online at Bathurst at Bathurst yes uh, 8 p.m. on Thursday that's April second um, it's going to be a uh, interesting affair up to 50 cars certainly stay in touch with our on our Facebook page our YouTube page uh, and and most of the other regular motorsport websites for the l- latest news. Leading up to that, there's uh, a couple of cool entries uh, that, that are going to be confirmed. But oh, come um, on, tell s- us, seriously, come 50 on. cars trying to pile into Hell Corner. And if they get through Hell Corner, I'll be surprised. But
0: they I definitely won't
1: guarantee they there's will no not get way. through Griffiths Bend without a couple of them having the wheels facing the sky.
0: There's certainly going to be no gentleman, gentleman's agreement going into turn one. Uh, that's the thing with online racing, you know, you just have a big crack and. All these scores are set. All these drivers are so going to take each other out, and as soon as the red light goes out, uh, they won't wait. You know, a couple of laps in, they will just do it as soon as they see that driver.
1: Well, time will tell. It's Thursday, April second, eight pm. The TCR Australia Facebook page is definitely the place where you'll be able to to see it. And uh, Tony, we look forward to bringing it to everyone live and free during this time while we're parked up.
0: Stay safe, everyone.